Okay. Um, good evening. Today is December 4th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is more about alcoholism, and Kate L. is our speaker tonight. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's actually Kate I, um, but it, I either mistyped it or I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Um, and thank you to uh, Ian uh, for inviting me to speak. We sort of did a speaker exchange. He's speaking at my meeting later this month. <laughs> I said, of course, I'll speak at your meeting. Um, and uh, and so thank you for the invitation. And the subject is is amazing. I'm a little nervous because I've never been recorded before. And I know I hate my voice, but um, well, I hate my recorded voice anyway. Um, I will take just a few minutes to uh, qualify quickly. Um, I have been in a way uh, going on eight years now. Um, and um, I I think I popped out um, with an eating problem. Um, when I look back at my childhood, I, I, I had a lot of weird eating behaviors. Um, but I will say I I did not know that there was anything wrong with me until my my dad was an army chaplain. Um, we moved constantly when when we were in the army, and every time you go to a new post, you have to have a doctor's exam before you can go to school. So um, one of my earliest memories is sitting on the exam table in a doctor's office in my underwear. And the doctor says to my mother, has she always been this fat? Um, and my mom kind of laughs nervously and says, well, she hasn't lost her baby fat yet. And my my parents are both, I, I am blessed with a wonderful family. Um, but I, I know that number one, my mom was a nurse and nurses were trained back. You do not contradict doctors. You don't talk back to them. Um, and I know deep in my heart that my mom probably wanted to punch the crap out of him, but to my little brain, the doctor said I was fat and my mother agreed. Um, and that is, that kind of cemented Kate's identity with herself. Um, I was not really, I, when I look back at pictures of myself from childhood, um, I was not really obese. I was, I'm, I'm, I have a large frame and this is how my weight appears on my body. But, uh, because my mother was a nurse and, uh, very carefully, um, I don't know if controlled, but the food in our house was healthy. We did not have a lot of junk food. We did not have a lot of snacks. Um, but I was constantly, um, sneaking things, eating weird things like a cup full. I remember getting a cup full of confectioner sugar um, out of the pantry and eating it with a spoon. Um, it was always sugar for me. Sugar is is the big poison. Um, and when I went to college is when the eating just got incredibly out of control um, and just got worse in graduate school. And then when I got out and I got my own job and I could buy whatever the heck I wanted to eat, um, it, it really was, was bad. And I was looking before, uh, 
before the meeting, I actually got a little distracted and, and decided to quit because I I do have somewhere a a uh, document that I prepared for my live meetings that have pictures of me when I was heavy. Um, but I can't find them. And I do not have, I assiduously avoided getting my picture taken for the most part. So even just going through my computer and looking at pictures, I can't find pictures of myself heavy, but I was about a hundred pounds heavier than this when I, when I came into OA. Um, and, uh, and that was after, I can't tell you how many times I lost almost 75 something pounds on Nutrisystem, on, on, you know, the quick diets is what I went for. I joined Weight Watchers a couple times, but I never lost much weight on that. Uh, and it was up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, and I actually come to think of it when I came into OA, I was maybe, uh, I was not 100 pounds. I had lost a bunch of weight on a doctor supervised diet and I was on my way back up. Uh, when I started seeing a therapist, because I was like, I can't believe I'm I'm gaining this weight again, and I am crazy. And when I described uh, my last incredibly humiliating blowout binge, uh, was when I stopped at 7-Eleven on the way home for dinner, because, you know, that's one of your finer dining establishments. And I literally, I bought a large bag of Cheetos, and like three bags of chocolate of like the little mini Kit Kats, the mini mounds. And that was my dinner. And I am sitting, eating on the couch, watching TV. Just my brain is going, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You're going to vomit. You're going to throw up, stop eating. And I could not put it aside for more than one minute tops, one minute tops. And I would be eating again. So I described this to my therapist. And she says to me, bless her heart, have you ever heard of Overeaters Anonymous? Um, go on their website, read read the material on their website, and we'll talk about it at our next session. So I went on the website and I read the, you know, the 15 questions. Um, are you a compulsive overeater? And I answered yes to 13 of the 15 questions and thought, I appear to have a problem. So I looked up meetings and it turned out this was, I remember a Thursday night, I was looking at the website and there was a meeting Saturday morning, literally down the street from my house. It is now my home meeting on nice days. I can walk to the meeting um, because it is that close. And um, when I told my, when my therapist and I, the next week, she says, so did you look at the website? And I said, yes. And I've been to this meeting and this meeting. And she goes, what? what you've been to meetings? And I said, well, well, yeah. And she, cause you told me to, and she goes, nobody ever does what I tell them to. <laughs> and I thought I'm paying you 200 bucks, sweetie. I'm going to be listening to what you tell me to do. Um, so coming to OA um, was a no brainer for me once I heard about it and read about it. Um, it, it, it took me, maybe almost two years. It took me like a year and a half to get a sponsor because I was scared. Um, and uh, the truth probably, well, part of the truth was I didn't want, I didn't want to do the work. I didn't want, I just wanted to push a button and, and be thin. 
And like it says in a lot of our literature, I didn't really want to stop eating. I wanted to be able to eat everything I want and be thin. That's what I wanted. Um, but, uh, but after a year and a half, I got a sponsor. And even then it took me uh, a while to get any length of abstinence. I had about two and a half years of abstinence um, and then relapsed. And um, I am now going on uh, nine months abstinent. Um, and the weird thing was, I mean, my after my big relapse and my big relapse lasted for about two weeks, um, and then I would just caught, I'd get a certain amount of time and then I would break my abstinence and it would only be for a couple of days. And then I, I'd start again. So, um, one of my sponsors once told me you had the weirdest <laughs> relapses I've ever seen, but I firmly believe that it is my higher power that kept me coming to the rooms. Cause even with all the, um, with the relapses I have had, I did not stop coming. Um, and I cannot explain logically why, uh, because my, my entire life is, is really has been a pattern of many things come very easily to me. And if something is difficult and I have to work at it, really my default is to go, I can't do it. Um, so I tend to give up on things that are hard and take a lot of effort. Why I am still in no way. Eight years later, I I do not know. It is a miracle of my higher power. Um, so uh, that is essentially my story, and um, and I am I'm so grateful to be here. I have had today was a really bad day, honestly, at work, and but I'm driving home thinking, oh, I'm going to go to a meeting at eight o'clock, and I have to share. <laughs> so uh, my higher power will speak through me. So. Um, I reread more about alcoholism this morning in my morning meditation. And I was like, oh, wow, this is chock full of stuff. Um, and one of the gentle reminder, 10 minutes. Thank you. Um, when you, when you start out the chapter, it, it says, um, most of us has been unwilling to admit we were real alcoholics. And then it goes on to say the idea that somehow someday he will control and enjoy his drinking is the great obsession of every abnormal drinker. And um, that, as I said, was absolutely me. I just wanted to be able to still enjoy all the food that I wanted. I wanted to be able to partake in festivities, but not have the effects and that was absolutely the obsession of, of, of me as a compulsive eater. And, um, and I'm an abnormal eater. I certainly am. Um, I highlighted this because it just kind of made me laugh that further down in the chapter, um, Bill wrote, though there is no way of proving it, we believe that early in our drinking careers, most of us could have stopped drinking. But the difficulty is that few alcoholics have enough desire to stop while there is yet time. And to me, that kind of contradicts uh, or, or um, accentuates the statement that somehow, someday we'll be able to control this. You know, if I had just stopped earlier, if I had just started controlling my drinking earlier, you know, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And, um, and I certainly 
have had that thought for myself as a compulsive eater, um, that it was somehow a manner of, um, I just need to find the right diet to be, um, to do more exercise, to, you know, figure out the perfect ratio. And then every once in a while I can, um, eat a little extra. I can enjoy just a little piece of cake. I just need more willpower. And we're all so familiar with, with that statement. And, and it is not true for me. I'm maybe, maybe when I was a child or, you know, I, if I had a 12 step program, I, I would have been able to, uh, reverse some of the damage because, of course, the truth is what I've learned from from OA and from the big book in particular is that it's 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 not the food. It's it's my inability to manage my emotions. It's my inability to uh, and not just manage. It's my inability to sit with my emotions. I do not handle pain and suffering, pain and suffering. Well, I don't handle negative things. Well, I, none of us do. And I have heard in the rooms and I'm sure some of you have that, that pain is a part of life. Pain is unavoidable. Suffering is optional. Um, Suffering is my decision. And um, I had a, well, my therapist told me once that it has been medically proven that your emotions actually only last a very brief period of time. You are actually in emotional pain. Then it is you are reliving that over and over and over and over again. You are inflicting that on yourself, Um, which when she told me that, I thought it was a crock. But I have discovered through my spiritual um, development and in this program that it is, in fact, more true than I would like to admit. Um, so um, this this ah, more about alcoholism, I think for me, the the crux of this chapter with all its wonderful examples of Jim and the jaywalker and all these crazy people, um, which I fit right in, is the statement that, uh, and this is in the story about Jim, all went well for a time, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. He failed to enlarge his spiritual life. This was my, um, my experience when I came into the program, um, I had wonderful sponsors, um, and, uh, and we were working the steps. And I remember when I did the third step, as I mentioned, my dad's an army chaplain, a Lutheran pastor. I've, I've grown up in the church. The third step, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, higher power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Um, I got this. The second and the third step, I thought I could just skip over. And um, I remember my first sponsor said to me when we were doing the second step. Five minutes until reminder. Oh, thank you. Wow. See, I've already talked too much. Are you um, willing to change your conception of your higher power? And at the time, I thought it was a weird question, but I'm like, okay, fine. Yes, I am willing. And um, a subsequent sponsor I had, she said, no, no, it's not that we are changing our conception. It's that we are growing to understand our higher power more. 
And she really got me um, into first um, examining, reading um, different works. And this is my, my personal spiritual path, reading more about the different um, religion views um, I've been, I've gotten very interested in the, in the Buddhist uh, philosophy and meditation, and I do more about that, but really where my recovery has just gone into the fourth dimension that they describe in the big book was um, doing my morning meditation started actually connecting to my higher power that, and, and, um, and then connecting throughout the day. Um, first, all I could do is like five minutes meditation in the morning and meditation and prayer. And then I would find, yeah, I started out the day really great, but then as the day went on, I would, crap would happen and, and I would totally forget about stuff. And then um, but I am gradually getting better at using that muscle of reaching out to my higher power. And sometimes it is as basic and simple as taking a breath, taking a deep breath. And I read in one of our readings that help is a valid prayer. Um, I had so many uh, ideas of if you pray right, you know, there are right ways to pray. Um, but help and and thanks are perfectly fabulous prayers and they work and my higher power which i have learned is actually like the little voice in my head i have a little voice in my head that is never wrong i ignore it so often i ignore it so often but and it is never wrong and that's got to be my higher power cuz i'm not that smart um and really this journey in OA has been a matter of learning to tune in, listen to that little voice, listen to my higher power and take the action. Um, and, uh, and generally things just go so much better, um, when I do that. And, um, and I love the flexibility that the big book, uh, provides us that, uh, everybody's higher power is different. Um, and my higher power, I mean, when I'm, when I'm talking and sometimes for shorthand, I'll say God, honestly, it's, it's kind of changed. Um, and I can use, I use multiple, um, different ways to refer to my higher power and, um, and my higher power is genderless. Um, but, they're always there when I call on them, if I am listening closely enough. And uh, I'm continually turning things over and grabbing and taking them back, worrying at them a little bit more and turning them over. Um, I'm currently dealing with some anxiety at work. And um, my sponsor reminds me, oh, you've turned that over to your higher power. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to let it go and just see what turns out, see what turns out. And, um, so I am, I am working on doing that. And, and as I mentioned, it's, it's, well, deep breaths help me a lot. The breathing exercise, the visualization, and I am, I am very surprised, very surprised most of the time how different I am 
than I was eight years ago. And the weirdest thing is it has nothing to do with my weight. It has to do with how I feel inside. It has to do with um, that I very rarely feel alone. Um, And it has to do with how I treat other people and how I perceive them. Because my my spiritual development and working the 12 steps and doing particularly steps four and five and eight and nine in in looking at my um, my character defects and having compassion for my character defects, which my sponsor also had, I have learned about having compassion for others as well. Gentle um, reminder, 20 minutes. Um, so that is... Rob, that's 20 minutes and I'm done. Okay. All right. So hopefully that was helpful. Um, Thank you very much for letting me share. And with that, I will mute. Thank you so much, Kat. I really appreciate that. Um, We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. And Rob, will you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay. Um, Clarissa, go right ahead. I knew you were going to call me first and I'm still formulating the question. But oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, at what point during the process of working the steps, did you notice this internal change? And was was there something pivotal that preceded that self-perception? Like, oh, I'm different. Did something happen? Was there an event? Was there a thought? Was there a, an aha moment? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I honestly, um, thank you for the question, first of all. And I, I tend to not notice things until I look back and then I go, well, when the heck did that happen? Um, so I would say, uh, I, I credit the start of, of my spiritual growth and my connection to my higher power absolutely with my sponsor recommended a particular book and I, well, I don't know if you guys mentioned OA or not OA approved literature, but it's outside OA approved literature. It was just a a book that she really enjoyed that was spiritual. And the great thing about it was this particular book, the, the writer was constantly referring to works from other faiths that he had found interesting and 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 relevant and so i would always go oh let me get that on my kindle let me get that on my kindle my my spirituality folder on my kindle is huge um so i've just been kind of reading and reading what other people think uh and how they perceive spiritually it helped me things just sounded true some things i would read and it would be true to me and um so that's 
that growth. And then I will say being, uh, getting on the step 10 train, um, that I I'm on my sponsor also recommended that and just having the daily flushing out of all the crap, um, really kicked my program into a totally new dimension. And, and part of it was, I will still sometimes have that instant anger when people do something, but then I will go, um, they're probably afraid. They're probably, I think, uh, I read somewhere that at the basis of all anger, violence, whatever is fear. So now the weird thing is my first instinct, both in myself and for other people, I'll go, what am I afraid of when I've done something? But what am I afraid of? And I don't know, it puts it at a more human level. So um, hopefully that helps. And I will put it in the chat. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Clarissa and Kate. Uh, Penny and you're up next. Hi, everybody. My name is Penny. I'm a compulsive overeater. Glad to be here. Um, thank you, Kate, I, for your for your share. The, uh, just when you started out, I related so much to the um, being at the doctor's office. And um, mine was kind of the opposite. It was my mom saying to my doctor, Oh, you know, don't you think she should lose weight? And the doctor saying, oh, no, it's just baby fat. So it, it was kind of the opposite situation. And it was definitely not baby fat. I was no longer a baby by any means when when that happened. So it that just brought that back. And, you know, it was it was uh, it was it was a big it was a big aspect of my relationship with my mom from when you said like that formed who, how you thought about yourself. I think that too formed how I thought about myself and how I thought my mom thought about me. Like my mom's not going to love me unless I lose weight. Um, thankfully, I was able to reconcile and, and, and share my program with my mom and, and have some beautiful moments with my mom before she passed away seven years ago. So, um, and then the other part was the, that you kept coming back. You know, I have been in these rooms for many, 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 many 24 hours and um, in and out of relapse, in and out of relapse, but I never stopped coming back because something inside me just knew that this, these rooms, this is the only answer for me. Th this is the only place. And, and I think for me, it was really, uh, even though the, my, my relationship with my higher power took so long for me to connect with and to develop. I think that is what kept me coming back is because I knew in my gut that was the piece that was missing. So for many years in these rooms, I tried to diet with group support and that doesn't work. But when I finally worked with a sponsor who really helped me to see what I needed was that that really that connection with my higher power, who I'm choose to call God. And when you said connecting throughout the day, that is so different now. You know, yes, I do have that initial morning connection and quiet time and, and prayer meditation, but I have a relationship with a higher power now and I can go to my higher power throughout the day. And when I get to that point that you talked about, about not having an ability to sit with my emotions, I feel that. And I say, okay, God, what is it I need here? Help me to help me to figure out what it is I need to say or do or not say or not do. And uh, so for me, that just, that's the, that's, that's just been the crux. That's what's helped me to not get what I, like to say stuck in my yuck. So um, I am uh, glad I was here tonight and thank you so much for your share. Thanks, Penny. 
Um, we've got plenty of time for shares or questions. This is a great time to find out some more about the program. Good, Yvonne. Hi, everybody. My name is Yvonne A. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, Kate, thank you so much for your share. I, I do have to admit to missing some of it as I had to pop in and out to take uh, care of a couple of personal things. But oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, you started out more about alcoholism with that um, line that says the idea that somehow someday he will control and enjoy his drinking is a great obsession. It's like, you know, every once in a blue moon that still pops into my mind. It's like, well, wouldn't it be nice if, um, and I was talking with a fellow today who was doing this kind of, well, maybe I could just kind of like once a year have one day where I just eat anything I want. And it's just so amazing how our brains just keep clinging to something anything um, that will maybe allow us to keep using food to not have to to deal with those emotions. I mean, like you said, I, I, I don't like negative. I don't like people being mad at me. I don't like people being mad at each other, even if it doesn't involve me. I, I don't like any kind of conflict or upset around me. And so, um, you know, my alcoholic foods were a wonderful way to just, you know, kind of take myself out of that moment and transport myself somewhere else. But um, it's, you know, it's, it's miraculous what this program does for you and food neutrality that I never even knew existed, um, you know, has been one of the miracles of this program for me. Um, but also in that chapter, I, you know, I just love how it explains all the crazy things we do, right? How we um, try all the different things. I mean, I was like intuitive eating, I would be a vegetarian. Um, I just eat meat. Um, it, I would get it. I got a personal trainer. I was convinced that if I could just be like Oprah and have a personal trainer and a personal chef, that that would be the answer to, to my problem. Um, and, but no matter what I tried, it was just yet another crazy scheme that lasted, you know, a, a, a short amount of time until I was right back into the throes of this disease. Um, and then, then the, you know, the really absurd Jay Walker, who I thought was just absolutely, um, out of his mind and that I was not that crazy. And then I realized, you know, when you, when you're able to put on that different set of glasses and you realize you are the jaywalker, it's like, Oh no, I really do need to be restored to sanity. This is not good. Um, so yeah, I could just relate to so much of that. And I love that chapter. So thank you for sharing your experience, strength and hope around that. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Yvonne. Betty S., you're up. Hi, everybody. I'm Betty S., a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. Thank you, Kate. That was great. I, You know, when I hear shares um, on these Hollywood squares that I call them, I just love it because I can relate. I mean, I... I see myself in you. I, we are like mirrors of one another. I am, you mirror me. That's what it is. I, I see myself in you, each of you, every time someone shares. And it just blows me away because I, my this disease was so much of a delusion. 
you know, and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. So that just goes to show that, you know, when we talk about awareness, I was totally unaware. I mean, I was in la la land with this disease. And the deeper I got into it, the further away I got from being aware of anything. I just knew that I couldn't go on. And, and, you know, after so many years, after a lifetime of living in the disease, there comes a time when there came a time when I asked myself, how do I want to live the rest of my life? That was the bottom line. How do I, do I want to live the rest of my life in this misery, this miserable thinking of myself and everybody and everything around me and to the point where I could barely function? No. It, I mean, I, thank God. I, I was blessed. I was blessed to see that and to make a decision, a conscious decision. When my higher power said, are you done yet? Are you done yet? And I, I had to say, yes, I'm done because I couldn't go on anymore. So so when I hear you and I hear other people share, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed at how we have all been brought together to see ourselves, to see myself in you and you and me as a tool to get well, as one of the many tools to get well. This, it's the steps. It's not the meetings. We're here together to support and love and, 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 and honor one another. And we get the steps through one another as well. Um, I tried by myself, but I couldn't do it. I tried really hard. I tried it all. And here I am still, you know, um, it doesn't matter how long you're in the program. I've been here many, many years and I recovered almost two years. So, you know, as we've heard it all say, don't leave before the miracle keep coming back because the miracle is here for me and it's here for you. So I'm really grateful to be here tonight. I'm grateful, Kate, you're here. Everybody that's doing service and thank you all for showing up at the meeting and doing service. And I pass. Thanks, Betty. Joe, you're up. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I, I, I'm doing my fourth step and I'm I'm working on my fourth step and fifth step and I'm getting so many insights into the craziness of my life and just just things that you know that happened years ago that I have a much clearer understanding of and it's really been a powerful experience and in the hearing every and some of you talk about um the delusion you know like the thing of someday I'll be able to just be normal. Um, the other, and the jaywalker and all that stuff, the other delusion for me was I was perfectly able and willing to tell all the other addicts in my life that they were insane, that, that theirs was a disease, that they needed recovery and all the stuff. I come from a big family of addicts to food like me, to alcohol, to drugs. And I never... I never turned that around. I never, um, somehow I felt entitled (laughs) 
to deliver the message of recovery to all the addicts in my life and yet not grab hold of it myself. Um, and um, that's just one of the delusions of many. And I, I, again, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm, I'm um, five weeks absent today. And this is my, I don't know, 80 something meeting. Um, and, and that I'm doing a meeting a day, at least a meeting a day. And that's another thing I'm grateful for is it's now possible for me to do a meeting day. I started out when I came back a few months ago, I started out thinking, oh, there's no in-person meetings. And now I'm like, well, there's so many Zoom meetings <laughs> because if I need a meeting at 10 o'clock at night or at three o'clock in the morning or whatever, I can go find one, um, which is just the biggest blessing I can think of. So thanks for letting me share. Okay, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.